Hi everyone, just dropping in a note before you hear today's episode. We ran out of time to do a final wrap up, so apologies for that. We're just going to kind of end this one abruptly. So thought I'd tell you at the top of the show, uh, if this is your first time listening to us, you can you can check us out on aleofatime.com. Uh, me at aleofatime everywhere on social media, and Dave is Melb Dave everywhere on social media. Today we're talking with Joe Tucker from Rate Beer. Uh, Rate beer is, I guess we talk about the history of it and it's kind of got a really interesting history and it's a lot of fun to unpack that with Joe. But at the moment they've kind of had a bit of a rebrand or a a relaunch so to speak with a focus on the Australian market as somewhat of a testing ground. Uh, It's certainly not going to be without its challenges. Everyone listening is probably familiar with with how ubiquitous Untapped is these days. Uh, So yeah, we kind of get into that with Joe. So it's a really interesting chat and um, you know Joe's a, a lovely guy and I think despite whatever you think of, you know, ZX um, slash AB InBev, investing in brands like this and what their intentions are, I think, you know, at the end of the day, Joe's uh, really, really built an interesting business, um, an an interesting model. One other thing um, I didn't mention was, oh, shout out to Paul Pacey uh, up in Brisbane there, um, listener that came up and said hi during Bris- uh, the Stone Water Invitational. Uh, always fun to have a chat to people that listen. Um, so if you see us around, feel free to come and say hi. Uh, at the end of the day, we are doing this so people, you know, engage with us and uh, share opinions about beer. So yeah, Paul, uh, lovely to meet you. And um, yeah, I'll throw it to Dave and I and then uh, us and Joe from Rate Beer. Carwin Sellers. Sure. Well, you've got a filter XPA. I do. It's good. I haven't had it in a little while. What do you like about it? I, re- uh, I don't know. I sort of like, feels a little bit tighter than when I first had it, I think, and a little bit understated. It's almost exactly what I wanted uh, for my first beer of the day. What have cool. you got? Uh, I'm drinking a Dollar Bill Spring Parlay. Uh, apparently, I have good friends... Fee and Ed were uh, here just before we got here. You're joking. Yeah, it would have been nice to say hi to them. Um, Spring Parlay, it's got, I think, apple and blueberry barrel-aged thingo. I'm not entirely sure from the top of my head. It's lovely. Yeah, I I just saw a couple of bottles in there. And it was uh, very good. I might have to... uh, Grab a couple of bottles or grab a bottle before I go home for a little sip of yours and it was uh, quite tasty. And exceptionally drinkable for such a a nuanced beer. Really good, like, yeah, I'm really impressed by this. Heaps of fun. Hey, we've both been to different cities. I know, for uh, a couple of Melbourne beer gigs, we've uh, been unfaithful. Look at us spreading our wings. I know, right? Where have you been? I've been over in WA for a couple of weeks. Um, I couldn't have timed the weather better. I crushed it. It was miserable and rainy before I arrived. Mm -hmm. It was beautiful and sunshine the whole time I was there and then it was like an average day the day that I left so um great amazing yeah had a good time saw the uh went for the Frio beer fest not for it but 
So Frio Beer Fest happened separately to WA Yeah, it happens the weekend prior. I don't know if okay. that's the rule. It was a good time. I mean, beautiful day. It was in the park. I want to call it the Esplanade Gardens, but that might be the wrong place. But it was very uh, local to where I was. I had a little stroll down along Frio um, shoreline there, and I uh, had a great time. The clear favorite for me is previous guests of the show artisan brewing mm. um they had 10 taps pouring and i had a chat and had a look through uh and their 10 beers were all super so two style like two belgian styles mm. uh just nuanced just so delicious they had a double they've also i'm not, not going to give it away but we're in carwin and they gave me a little sneaky test of um a beer that may or may not be appearing in the uh can vent calendar all right so they canned can vent calendar so artisan canned yes i believe i believe it's the only time they've canned um uh, any of their beers and it's going to be featured in Good or sneak maybe, tip. Or maybe it's not. I don't know. Okay. It's hard to say. Yeah. Cool to hear. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like stunning, stunning. Um, the whole thing was. I mean, it was Bright Tank or another one that. Um, oh yeah, I've heard good things about that. Yeah, just really clean, clean examples of the styles. Um, it was a beautiful day. One sort of, one thing that I sort of found a little bit funny was that Bill Jamison played uh, like the, the headline set. Of the live music there, Phil Jamison's the lead singer of Grinspoon, who were okay. Yep, yeah, uh, I'm aware of them. Yeah, sort of perennial rock band uh, of the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, that sort of uh, that sort of era, and um, it was a little bit hilarious because not many people cared, (laughs) and I think it was just a like tough spot for anyone. Yeah, so I I did feel for him. Was it like an acoustic thing? An acoustic thing, uh, he was the headlining set, it was hot, so people were drunk and hot and... Looking for shade. Just looking for shade and just not really in the mood to appreciate music, so it wasn't mm. the ideal spot for him. Another sp- another fun spot, I mean, of course, the Feral stand uh, offered up some pretty high quality um, beers, it was a good day. Yeah, nice, good yeah, work. Yeah, yeah, um, but I mean, my fir- the first beer I had there was... Creatures. The first night we went to Little Creatures in Frio. Mm. And I had a Creatures Pale, and it was just better than I've ever had before. So that was delicious. Um, fresh Hog. Who? C- how could you not mention a Fresh Hog while yep. you're over in WA? Um, and one thing I noticed is that they've got so many beautiful spots to have a beer. Mm. So, um, namely, like Colonial is like a cool farm uh, sort of farm setting yep. with like they've got a big pond that they've built. Uh, some golf tees on so you can buy a bucket of balls and just hit some golf balls into the pond while you're having a beer right do they have like someone that goes goes and retrieves them for five bucks uh, i guess so so they're like they got those floating golf balls so oh, i guess okay. how, a couple times a day that someone goes and just yeah, dings yeah. around in a in a boat and re- retrieves them um but they've also got like scattered around they got like some goal posts set up with a so you can kick a footy and kick a soccer ball around they got some of those out uh, cornhole things yeah. scattered around the place uh, they got a resident goose. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's just a good, like a really nice spot to have a have a beer. Nice. Um, yeah, uh, cheeky monkey. Almost. I mean, well, it's, there's they do have vineyards there, but that's like a classic winery hospitality setting. It's mm. gorgeous. Um, you look out across the vineyards, and there's a farm next to that with a herd of cows and that sort of stuff. Another one's Eagle Bay. That again, it's just the outdoor mm. space is beautiful. Reminds me of like. Um, 
It reminds me a bit of like if you go to like Napoleon yep. in uh, in Victoria uh, for a spot. Just picturesque. Really, really good. Nice. Had a good time. Yeah. All right. Sounds fun. And you were where? So I went to Brisbane for the Stone and Wood Invitational, uh, hosting some masterclasses up there. Uh, I've recorded three of them. I recorded the first three. The second three were repeated from the first session. So I didn't record them. And, and funnily enough, the last class of the day at 9.30 was about lager. Probably the best one. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Why? We what got into water insights? chemistry. Okay. Um, Amanda from Stone and Wood, uh, she's one of the team leads uh, in the production side over there. She just gave us a really awesome insight into water chemistry um, along with Jane and Jane from Two Birds and Dave from Moobrew. So it got really nerdy and it was a lot of fun. Um, well, that's what it's for. It's a masterclass. Yeah. The Stonewood Invitational was great. It was all-inclusive all in terms of samples. So 60 bucks got you access to, I'm not sure how many breweries, maybe 20 or 30, uh, and, you know, handpicked by Stonewood. Uh, really, really fun day. Really good vibes. Uh, what yeah. was the venue like? So that was at the new brewery, yeah. um, which is still a long way. The brewery hasn't hasn't been commissioned or anything yet. Uh, really cool, really nice, really spacious, really uh, I know, old brick building. It's maybe a 15-minute walk. You can go from there to Newstead, um, not their, their big production brewery, but their smaller one, the original site, uh, and then Green Beacon and Range Brewery, who are just new. So all of them were at the Invitational. Oh, that's um, cool. So I, and I think it's maybe a twenty-minute walk to Fallonsbury, which is the new, big. Oh, the uh, new waterfront one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was fine. Um, you know, it is a, a hospitality play, for lack of a better word, at the moment. I yeah. think they, they've started packaging beers, but you know, ultimately they've got a pale, a mid-strength, a lager, and a. But that's IPA. more about a hospitality venue. Yeah, than yeah. Else, isn't I, it? Look, yeah. I did say on social media it was a great, incredible spot for a beer, and it is. Then after that. There was a few missteps on the hospitality side, which right. kind of let me down. They put a frozen chip ended up on my plate, which I thought was... Yeah, that's unexcusable. I yeah. had a plate of cooked chips and one frozen one. I don't even understand how that happens. Uh, yeah, that just threw me. I mean, it's, it's nothing to like... I don't think it's a reflection on the venue as a whole. Uh, they didn't offer me any sauces with my chips or my burger and no cutlery. So, I don't know. I feel like I'm being picky, but uh, when you're making a big you hospitality yeah, 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 play... Exactly. Those kind of missteps do stand out. Look, it was opening weekend. The beer that I had was lovely. Uh, in terms of the spot to drink beer, um, you're under Story Bridge, which is a big bridge. Uh, really cool spot to drink a beer. It's sort of... Um, I only saw a few sort of social media photos posted, but it sort of reminded me uh, a little bit of the Arbery sort of vibe. Yeah, is almost. that fair to say? There are, so there are sort of those waterfront seats... Uh, where you can sit at, a, at almost a bar and look over the water. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, nice. Uh, I didn't sit there. It was kind of busy-ish at that spot. Um, I sat at the bar and, yeah, it was good. Yeah, nice. I, yeah. Just a side note, just before um, Night Noodle Market on Sunday, mm. I went and had a little drink at uh, Arbery of Floats, which yes. for those that are not aware, Arbery is a um, Yarra River-facing... Uh, hospitality venue that is just between the Yarra and Flinders Street Station, which is in a small space, but it's just the most ideal location anyone could have for mm. um, a bar. And then they've got a little, what would you call it, like a floating bar just sort of yeah, thing that yeah. they've got um, 
another another bar set up on like a summertime uh, pop up. Yeah, on the water. and I don't know the reason for it because I've been there like 3 p.m. on a Tuesday and it's packed. Mm. It is packed, and I went there at like. 3 p.m. again, probably on a, on the, a Sunday, and there was no one there. Like, mm. like we we pretty much had our pick of the spots, and it was great. Yeah, there's no one in the city on a Sunday. I guess not. No, but it was like a nice day. It was like the perfect time to go to that particular bar. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was very comfortable. Yeah, I had a good time. Um, also in Brisbane, so I went to Newstead. Uh, didn't make it to Green Beacon. I, I ran out of time because uh, I wanted to go to Range because they were sort of new on the radar. Uh, really impressed with Range. They have a, I think they're nine months old, really clean tasting room, you know, um, clean, modern, uh, minimalistic. Uh, their beers, they don't really have a core range as such. Okay. A lot of sort of IPAs that are, you know, double dry hopped and hazy or I had a clean West Coast IPA or a double IPA, I think it was, and it was very aggressively drinkable at 9%. So is that what they're going for? Just like, like a, the, that sort of constant rotation? Yeah, or are they trying to figure yeah. out what no, might be a core? I think they're going for that. Yeah, that okay. kind of, um, so at the moment they're canning, hand canning everything into big cans. So very, I guess, uh, small amounts of cans, but they've got a canning line in the, in the works. Um, I think it's due sort of in the next couple of months or even next month. Uh, but they're selling out, you know, there's a, there's a queue every day for people to get in and buy cans. Good signs. Uh, yeah, really impressed. Really liked it. Fun. Um, and Newstead was really cool. Uh, really good, had a really good Palmer or Palmy, if you're in that part of the world. Oh, day. really? Don't That's get caught annoying. out. Yeah. Um, Any frozen chips on that plate? No, no frozen chips. The chips were really good nice. on that. Uh, yeah, and all the, all the Newstead beers were tasting really good. Um, so, yeah, it was a good time. Cool. Well, we have a special guest joining us. Yeah, we might throw to that portion of the show. I wish we had like a throw sound effect. Yeah. Welcome back, Dave. Here we are again. Just seems like three minutes ago we were recording the intro to this. We have Joe Tucker from Rate Beer with us, founder of Rate Beer. Uh, pretty much. That's what I call myself. Sure. Sure. (laughs) Why is there hesitation there? Is there a secret? Well, uh, it it was actually started before I got there, Mm -hmm. uh, but it was kind of winding down and I was like user 954, uh, so very early days and I just kind of jumped in, helped out and, um, they handed, they were done with their initial investment. It was just two guys like their side project that like didn't really go anywhere so they kind of handed it off to me after a year and and this was way back in 2001 and uh and i was like well do i want this it's a ton of work so and what was your background then at uh, that point? Yeah, well uh, uh it was programming pretty early and i i was doing that in games uh like pc games and then uh, I started uh, doing usability and uh, started uh, a couple usability departments at various companies. And um, so by, by the time I got to Ratebeer as like a hobby site, I had to like learn new languages and learn about databases and just started coding and having fun. It was a great project, you know, drinking beer all the time and rating beer. It's a fun thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, my wife was w- asking me 
what the hell I was doing, like drinking beer at a computer and uh, coding all night. And um, and uh, so, yeah, eventually it became this crazy uh, passion project that I that kind of took over my life. I ended up having to like quit my job in order to keep it going. And there was no kind of revenue <laughs> to support <laughs> that. Just passion. Wow. What, what uh, year did you quit your job to? Uh, two. 2006 I think okay. yeah so yeah, it was going and then yeah and then it was it got so big that I was like well and I either have to like uh, let it go or, or like quit my day job and my wife's like quit your day job and it was like you don't understand <laughs> uh, we paid like more in ta- taxes than I anticipate we'll make next year like half of what we paid in taxes so it, it was uh like definitely dipping like below the poverty line pretty hard uh but she was cool with it i i was fine with it and and uh we ate ramen a lot so how do you turn that around then because i guess i to go yeah. back to the start people that might not know what rate beer is um mm-hmm. i'm assuming most people do but it's a, essentially a beer rating website a precursor to it untapped is. yeah um, yeah Rival slash similar to Beer Advocate. Is that yeah. fair to say? Sure. Although, you know, uh, this beer that we're having by La Serene is wonderful. You know, um, I've also been known to, like, have beers from, uh, gosh, Stone Brewing or uh, uh, Bells or something like that. And I don't consider them rivals. Yeah, you know, yeah. they're doing the same thing they might take each other's taps or whatever but that's just business and mm. i think there's room for everyone uh i've certainly helped like tried to get uh well i i think uh, a healthy digital space is good for everybody so uh we have an api program and people that want to start apps i've given them access to our data before to get started mm. and uh yeah we're pretty friendly with each other so 2006 how did you start what was your plan to start making money and how did you do it well uh we already had a couple plans in place that were um set up by the users Uh, like i was like okay how do we pay for this and they said oh advertising and then the people who don't want advertising should pay an an annual membership so it's like totally fair so the next day after i implemented that uh we had enough money to survive a year go that's really helpful yeah yeah so people were the site was able to survive for a year so that certainly wasn't enough money to like keep me out of work so um for a while i was doing like side jobs when i can get them and then uh and then just uh we expanded our we got a salesperson to sell ads i'm not a salesperson at all um we we um uh yeah just i started working to do uh like affiliate model things like if somebody booked a hotel near an event we got a little bit of that and uh yeah eventually it sort of worked out and things got things got good so I was able to spend more time and build it out. And, uh, I mean, it's been fun the whole time. What did Rapier look like in 2001? 
Oh my god! Because that predated smartphones and uh, exactly. uh, super fast internet connections. So yeah, I, I remember. Uh, Did you probably have dave.angelfire.com at the time? Absolutely, spinning uh, under construction gifts. And yeah, um, what was it? Geo Seekers or something Geo like that. Geo Seekers. Yeah. 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 yeah, I wasn't using Google. I was using AskGs at the point. And, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what, yeah. what, how does Rate Beer? So you you'd, you'd fire up altavista.com yeah. and you type <laughs> in Rate Beer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can actually see what it looks like at the uh, on the Wayback Machine. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, we had this weird logo with like a, a halo around a, a beer bottle. Um, it was really silly. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, and we had, uh, for mobile, we had, uh, WAP. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. yeah right. I used to play MM massively multiplayer online games. So WAP was pretty big for us yeah, at the right, time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So did that sort of um, interface limit the um, kind of user demographic to the serious hardcore uh, beer nerds? There, there, yeah, and it was, uh, you know, I my specialty was ease of use, but I really w- we used some game techniques like... Uh, we, I put up leaderboards, these are the top beers, these are the top raiders, and I noticed that there were a lot of people in the community that loved to travel, were extremely like, uh, they wanted to complete things, so I want all the counties in England, or I want, um, the, I want to be the person with the most visits to countries around the world. Uh, and so how do we do that? And two police is it? And we worked all that out pretty early. Uh, just all the rules. So that w- And that's something that I think um, drove right beer, at least in my eyes, was European users. Um, there's Absolutely. some insanely... Do you know about this whole European user of right no, beer no. phenomenon? Um, it's, it's remarkable. Like These people have rated 50,000, yeah. even more beers. Yeah, yeah. Um, can you tell us about those guys? Because like, you'd know some of them by name, right? Oh, absolutely. So um, the a lot of the top um, of the top users are Danish, uh, but also English. We've got a big England or London is our biggest metro, um, but the Danes. It was really. I've seen them a few times. They've uh, come to some of our rate beer events that I've attended, but. They're extremely organized, and you have to be. Uh, you also need to rate in groups, which is great. It's a nice social part. Of what does that the, mean, rating in groups? groups? Yeah, so like a, like a bottle share, I guess. Exactly. It? Right. Oh, so oh, I see. So then you're yeah. on mass getting fifteen or sixteen ratings exactly for one beer that might only be experienced. Yeah, right. Okay. Absolutely, absolutely, and so uh, you know. People, the uh, some people will chuckle that uh, a Danish pour is thimble-sized, but uh, uh, yeah, you had people like Robert Parker and wine. He would take less than an ounce in order to decide the future of a winery. Mm. Um, so I, th- I think it's, it's pretty fair. I've tasted. I do want more than an ounce usually if it's good. What's an ounce in mils? Do we know, Dave? Oh, oh, right. An ounce in uh, mils. Uh, 16 ounces in a pint. Uh, so uh, that's what? That 325 or 375? Is that a shot? 15 mil? 30 mil? How much is a, sh- is a shot in... Uh, there are listeners right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just to break in for... T- right. To, to uh, 
correct a point and end a conversation that's gone way too long. One US fluid ounce is 30 milliliters. So okay. one shot. So yeah, yeah, shot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, basically a shot. Yeah, so I guess, sorry, Gab's, which is a festival here, which yeah. has tasters. So that's the 60 mil. 85, I thought. Oh, 85. 85 mils. Yeah. All right, yeah. I'll wheel that out completely. Yeah. I was going to say it's a knees and half, but yeah, uh. anyway. But yeah, it's it's uh, um, they were they're very very organized. So you have the whole tasting parties where if you get twenty people together, they all bring one bottle, and if it's a big bottle, you can share it twenty ways, and and that's twenty ratings for everybody from one bottle. So if mm. everybody brings five on a Friday, you have a lot of ratings that week. Um, How do you think that happened? That those those countries in particular ended up sort of gravitating to rate beer. Well, uh, uh, in Denmark, they, have, they had something in Copenhagen, uh, a, a group of beer appreciators called the Ull Enthusiasters. Okay. And they were kind of ready to go. Uh, and They yeah, just needed a platform to... I- exactly. How do they find it? Or any of uh, the international followers? Uh, uh Google just um, just, just through the internet. Back then. <laughs> so all of a sudden you're working one day and they're just noticing you're getting all these international exactly. Hits. Wow. Well, well, yeah. I mean, we by the time I got there, um, there were already like Swedes and Canadians and and whatnot there. I think um, initially it started. Uh, I saw a um, a lead into rate beer on a uh, a rush. The, the the band yeah, Rush yeah, there yeah. Uh, some fan page right and which kind of attracts a different sort of geek uh, yeah, yeah. like but uh, a very transferable sort of geek like <laughs> I reckon a prog rock geek and a beer geek I've got a lot oh, yeah, of crossover yeah. So, yeah. so the guy I do another podcast with um, is a huge prog guy he's in prog bands does prog artwork. So he um, either loves or hates Rush. He, he loves no, Rush. Yeah, okay, he yeah. is all about Rush. Yeah. Uh, he's not much of a beer drinker, but like I, I reckon at that time, if he had been, that's where he would have ended up at Rate Beer. <laughs> he probably was on those forums when you were <laughs> when you're on them. <laughs> yeah, and then and then the other big uh, the other big influencer culturally is the English ticking culture, mm. right? Do you guys know about English tickers? Well, I know about tickers. I didn't know it uh, yeah, originated as an English sort of thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I think there was a documentary years ago yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never seen it. Have you seen it? Uh, I have not seen it. But yeah, I, I did see the a trailer for it. Mm. And um, so a couple of those guys uh, are that were in the trailer were are actually rate beer people. Okay. So yeah. So, uh, so the, that culture is pretty much... I think there's a crossover with the real ale, the camera guys, where they yes. where they're just going into pubs and they're literally just they've got a notebook and they're just ticking through each beer with a small sample. Yeah. Um, and they're very like, I don't even think they used to rate them. A lot of yeah. them, they'd just be just like, had done, it, had it, had it. Exactly. Pretty much like had it. Some people would have a star system. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, but they had rules about what is a beer, what's not a beer. Like it's got to be a commercial sample. Okay. It can't be like a one-off. There were rules, and so we incorporated a lot of those rules because we had English people from the culture. Yeah, yeah. And so that's that's why you know we have rules about what is a beer on Untap for a while. They were just you can tell the difference there. There, it's more like oriented toward what's actually like on the shelf and what people are calling it. Mm. So. Uh, yeah, neither is better or worse. It's just what the the rules that we have, uh, you know, are based on 
uh, this weird game that started in England. Yeah. It's a, I, I really want to see that documentary. I'm going to have to look it up on YouTube. Yeah. So it yeah, keeps on coming too, up every geez. now and then. You started, I guess, getting the user base. Uh, was it, did you have forums for the Yeah, we that did. Yeah, so before social media, before Facebook, you know, uh, it was like... Um, uh, how? What do you do in order to? Because people wanted to just kind of stick around all day. It mm. was like an online pub. So we had uh, forums, and the forums took off. And for a while there, there were actually like little games. Like I had like uh, inline flash games that people could just hang around and play. Did you develop those, or were they? Uh, they they were just things okay. that I pulled <laughs> off the shelf. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, it's it's. Uh, yeah, it's it's one of these things where you realize, wow, this is like real people. It's a culture, and so what we had going on in the forums, like the rules for how, because there are people drinking and they're inter- interacting with other people, and sometimes some people got unruly. So we had like bar rules about behavior. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, that like forums. I guess pre-social media were, were the wild west of, I guess Facebook's probably the wild west now, but yeah, they oh, were forums probably still count as the wild west. Yeah, yeah, you think yeah. Like, like Reddit would be the, the yeah, forum capital on forum that database. Yeah, um, yeah, right. Interesting. So, with your background, did you um, did you recognize the uh, usability of the gaming sort of? Uh, conventions and utilize that to the benefit or even recognize patterns that were good or bad using those that logic exactly so yeah i I, you know i i had to wear a lot of hats uh so there the usability me would always cringe at a lot of things that i had to do in order to like keep the servers running like uh so we were always had the smallest engine powering the most complex site in, in trying not to go down at certain times of the day that were most busy. So uh, it, it wasn't always usability first, although it was something I really liked to do. And like the gaming elements, I always wanted to have it fun. I knew how those people ticked, having like um, been very in touch with those folks. Uh, I was always fascinated when I worked in games that here I was working every day on these things and my coworkers were really interested in what they were doing and I was always interested in what they were doing and like would we'd share what we were doing and give each other tips. Um, so I worked on these puzzle games and so they were all interrelated uh, but we all kind of had our own little compartment and um, the, uh, uh, then when we, we had released the game go out to a million people and and we'd always hear back from people who who knew a lot more about the whole game than any of us did and like in two days or something okay the game's you know i completed the game that was built to be playable for at least a month and that's sort of the uh, nature of those gamers though isn't it yeah 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 gamers are yeah are there any games that Somewhat, I guess, broke through to the zeitgeist. That this is way back in the 1990s. So, uh, but like uh, the seventh guest was a, uh, it was this uh, CD-ROM game that was uh, packaged with, um, with 
uh, CD-ROM drives yeah. and on PC computers. And then the follow-up to that was the 11th hour. Uh, so, yeah, both million sellers, I don't know if they came out here, but they... Um, we had pretty broad distribution, and and we were yeah really lucky to. I mean, I came into the company; it was it was already very successful, although we were really tiny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so, so yeah, got to got to work with some amazing people who are still doing amazing things out there. Um, th- yeah, the guy who hired me is working on Magic Leap, and I don't yeah. know what it is. What's Magic Leap? Magic Leap is like um, augmented reality. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, really, really cool company. So yeah, that is cool. Thinking of, I guess, right there now, because I guess did it did it sort of move along, you know, at a, at its own pace until craft beer blew up. Exactly. You know, we talked to two thousand and six. I feel like it wasn't, I guess, globally until two thousand twelve, thirteen, fourteen is when beer blow up is that how it felt to you yeah yeah i mean i we felt like outsiders right we we were like wow we get it there's a few of us and many many more people who just don't get it they don't understand what we're doing and they don't understand the beer we love and um you know the number of breweries was actually falling from 2000 to 2005. Like it, it wasn't a great time for beer. And, um, so we really felt like outsiders, like one day we'll win one day. People will understand. (laughs) And like, uh, I, I was pretty confident that things would turn around because I'd seen coffee do the same thing. And, uh, you know, I grew up on Folgers and Sanka, um, terrible like uh you know dirt coffees and uh yeah it saw coffee come and turn around and then wine had done the same thing uh there was this huge wine renaissance in california where i grew up and so it yeah i i knew it would come uh but i didn't know how many years we had wait and uh but yeah by 2005 i think yeah, it was already running Rate Beer Best, which is our annual uh, like uh, tabulation of of all the ratings, and we have lists of best beers and lists of best brewers, and the uh, the best brewer West Flatteren went from uh, kind of uh, being something for like a few enthusiasts. To being a big smash hit overnight, mm. uh, it hit Belgian press, uh, t- Belgian television. There was uh, somebody in CNN Money had built a story around it, so it got real like global attention like overnight. Yeah, yeah. And I, it was like, oh my god, this is like the site that I work on in my pajamas. <laughs> um, all of a sudden, it was uh, well. Someone told me there was uh, it, there was a huge long line to get into the brewery, uh, like kilometers of cars, and um, as they were panning down the row of cars, these two men had gotten out of their cars in a like fit of road rage, and started punching each other like uh, on live television, and 
Jeebus. And so, yeah, <laughs> we, we uh, so, yeah, then a couple of things happened. I got a uh, an email from uh, one of the monks at West Veterans saying, you know, take this away. We didn't ask for it, and it's not. There's what so much we going want. on in that statement that is hilarious. An <laughs> email from a monk asking <laughs> for your service to be discontinued. That's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, that has sorry, that's happened recently. Um, I can't yeah, I the just read that story. Do you remember the website? I wish I did. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, where someone raved, they put a burger place as the number one burger place and. Whichever city, and I think it might have been New York. Something like Stan- no, I don't think it was. Oh, it might have been outside New York, maybe. Yeah, but yeah. Um, and then that burger place just got so slammed where they ended up basically they closed down. Oh, and so this person. But there were other factors, but like this, just immediate rush of customers really, yeah. really affected them. Yeah. And then so they then the person wrote another piece of like, I did this and I feel awful. I've ruined this kind of thing. Um, I'm not saying yeah. you should feel awful or anything. Well, but you know, the, the influence of that kind of a thing is it's huge, right? Absolutely. I mean, it really it did have uh, an effect on me. It was like a, um, and then somebody from Camera, you know, wrote me a big long email about how I should be acting more responsibly, and um, you know, I should have seen this. In regards coming. to what. Just oh, knowing that there's like maybe like alerting someone if they're going to be named Abs- a new absolutely, yeah, right. absolutely, and um, and so, uh, and also to get my numbers right, uh, I thought my numbers were pretty good, but I definitely like uh, like ran them by my smart friends to be sure, like the the math the, checked out the number of the writing, the tabulated writing. Uh, just I think uh, the way we were tabulating them was fairly simple. And so, yeah, I was like, uh, had a friend who was a math major at Caltech, like, uh, take a look at this, try to, you know, tighten it up so people don't question I want to guarantee <laughs> that I'm right, yeah. And so, um, yeah, you, we, we definitely met, tightened it up. You've met people on the internet and you've met beer geeks, surely. Ex- you know that no one, like, you're never going to please everyone. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that was, I think... You know, those couple of checks, like, back-to-back, it was like, ooh, you know, I guess I'm uh, playing in the big leagues, and, and and it definitely, you know, got me, had me on my heels for a while, uh, and definitely the next year, I, w- I wanted to be sure, I wanted to alert people, I wanted to be safe about what we were uh, doing, and not trying to, I don't know, it was a kind of fine line between, like, promising someone something, I mean, there was a, a brewery that was about to shutter its doors. Like, was it paying employees and whatnot? And um, they won a Best New Brewery Award and sold out of all their beer and immediately. We're on, like, uh, uh, national radio. And, um, uh, yeah, it did amazing things for them and turned everything around. But those people were very media savvy. And not everybody is, so... Sure. You can't turn a blessing into a real opportunity, unless you've got that, I guess. Yeah, I never know, like, who's... You might be named best brewery, best new brewery somewhere, and that turned into absolutely nothing at all, you know? Who was the brewery? Are they still around? Oh, yeah, they are. uh, Arizona Wilderness. Cool. Yeah, they, they kind of quickly parlayed that into, like, being part of the international circuit and... You'll see them like touring with 
um, McKellar and uh, uh, Evil Twin and those guys. Awesome. Yeah. The just uh, uh, sorry, oh, just quickly, which along the lines of the sort of unforeseen uh, scrutiny that might be put on you. Yeah. How did you deal with, which I'm sure came up, the question around the gamification of like an alcohol-related product? Um, did that question come up by anyone? Uh, gamification around what? Like, with no. like, like with beer, for example. Oh yeah. Uh, with having that sort of uh, vibe behind a site that is around drinking alcohol. Well, exactly. So uh, um, I definitely wanted to, um, compared to what else is out there, we're kind of like uh, far less gamified. Sure. So um, yeah, there there was always that consciousness of, um, yeah, I, I, I'd never known any, like, I don't know that, that people uh, could abuse it until until like or i heard a few reports and it was like oh yeah they've, we've got to just be conscious of this and be sure that we we keep keep everything as cool as we possibly can and try to message that uh they should be doing this responsibly and um you know it's uh to do this long term to enjoy it long term you really have to uh to just surf that wave and not not crash <laughs> I love that we've covered computer programming uh, and ticking and because like the, the, then the, the big thing is and I'm sure you've been asked about this a lot the ZX takeover oh yeah um, and I think around the uh, the, t- the hottest beer the you know the top top beers that you yeah. the lists there are breweries that were didn't want to be included in that anymore um, oh yeah yeah um, I don't know it does that feel weird to you to then be in this position of from a guy in his pajamas to then people are arguing whether or not they yeah want yeah I mean um for a while there I mean I was getting cease and desist like uh, once a week for years okay like so you'd have people who were like um, I don't like my ratings or I bought a brewery from someone and they have bad ratings. So I'm suing you to pull that stuff off, and and do they uh, have a case in those? Uh, I don't know if they did or if they <laughs> didn't. I I would usually just file it in a circular bin, like yeah. uh, like okay, like uh, that's uh, it's not something I want to deal with if it gets real serious. If it looks serious, and a couple of them look pretty serious, but they never followed through. Um, like (laughs) I was living below the poverty line it was like okay yeah what are they gonna do so uh, especially if they're German or Austrian or whatever um, okay or Canadian it's gonna yeah (laughs) whatever Uh, so uh, I don't know I I, uh, it was pretty wild west back then and and so I was used to people having some kind of critical view of rape beer that that a lot of people out there like uh might not like us. Uh, certainly, the winners of this whole thing were very, very few. Like the top ten percent of brewers were really happy. Okay. The other ninety percent were not so happy. Like uh, there were even people who were in that like top ten percent who were like, "Oh my God, this guy said something so horrible. Can you delete it?" You know, it was like, "No, we can't." <laughs> well, you know, screw you, dude. Like, uh, uh, can I say fuck it? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Fuck you, dude, and and um, 
so yeah, it was it was like uh, so I'm, I was fairly used to it. It did kind of uh, felt a gut punch a couple of times when people who like I'd hung out with had late night beers, maybe traveled with, or were my heroes who like sent me nasty na- letters or didn't even send me la- nasty letters, like talked to the press and like said mean things about us, and it's like God, gosh. Oh, my hero. So, yeah, it, uh, some of that stung, but, like, uh, you get over it, you work through it, and uh, at about the same time, a bunch of friends in the industry, all the craft beer folks that, that uh, Rate Beer grew up with, uh, many of them reached out and, and said, hey, look, man, you're having a hard press time right now. I can't say any of this publicly, but, hey, I love you. Let's hang out. Um, uh, keep doing what you're doing. Um, we don't think anything less of you. So, uh, I mean, I think that carried me through that time. Hmm. I don't know. I'm real sensitive about, like, you know, even those initial reports. I, I, just real sensitive uh, the whole, uh, about feedback from anywhere. And so I've learned to, I mean, that's when anybody came to work on Rate Beer, I was like, realize... You know, we've our audience is a couple million people a month, and it's it's you're gonna hear from people like the worst things you can possibly hear about your work or what you love, um, and uh, or just you. They're gonna try to get under your skin, and uh, you just have to be tough, or you're not gonna survive. And uh, like, yeah, even knowing that, occasionally. Yeah, people will get under your skin, and and uh, I th- I think yeah, it's not uncommon. I don't think. So, what are the challenges then now? Because um, I think you know, there's been a lot written about sort of how rate beer has changed, um, yeah, or not changed, but you know, ABN beer or NZX and all those perceptions. So, yeah, where do you see the challenges for for rate beer moving forward? Yeah, I, I guess. Uh, the, the, the coolest thing is, I guess with those early challenges we had, uh, to our integrity, we're like, hey, look, you can, as an authority, you can't have your integrity questioned. You have to, like, be sure you're, you're, because you'd never get your integrity back. So, like, never ever compromise it. And this is something that we've, we've always worked very hard to maintain so when people challenge our ethics it's like okay look it's very much not an ethical lapse we can show you we can prove to you we have these safeguards um and of course InBev and ZX understand that our integrity has a lot to do with our value so why would they invest in something and then destroy the value of it 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 uh, that's built around that integrity. They they understood that, and uh, very early on, so they've they've never really, I've never had any challenges to that. Um, there's no one who's like tried to do it. You know, say how do we get better ratings for Goose Island IPA or uh, yeah, nothing like that at all. Um, the the challenges are mostly. Uh, good challenges like um you were one guy in 
in the United States trying to trying to do a, a global project like uh, here's an opportunity we have we have people out in Australia who can help you develop there um, uh, check it out uh, go and do it and of course that comes with a ton of new learnings and challenges uh, how uh, just modernizing like because uh, I'd worked on this uh, most of the site is uh, like in, was an ancient code when I started to work on it. So I learned this like, you know, runic language just to like, uh, uh, just to, uh, I mean, I learned it to work on it. And it was already kind of, uh, it's ASP classic if anybody like codes out there. They're probably chuckling right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it's... Uh, yeah, modernizing the site is just has always been challenging, and and that's probably our biggest challenge, I think, right now. Uh, but yeah, just always evolving is always um, is always something. I think um, another thing is like uh, um, Uncle Augie wants us to make money, and <laughs> so uh, yeah. That's that's a challenge. I sort of was um, looking to wonder what uh, reaching into Australia hopes to do for rate beer um, yeah. for you. So, I mean, it's really uh, a dynamic time. I think everybody recognized that a, a ton is happening in Australian craft beer, and it's. Um, We've seen it at Rate Beer, little pockets, regional pockets around the world kind of blow up. And uh, to to kind of take a better look at that, like what factors go in, how can we help people? I mean, a cool, a very cool thing about, about uh, InBev is they understand that um, when people like beer, uh, that's good for the company. When they like craft beer, that's good for the company. They don't have to be buying, uh, you know, Bud Light uh, for for things to go well for InBev. So it's um, uh, they support us kind of building the category by by uh, getting uh, keeping people enthusiastic, and heck, that's 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 what Rates Beer is all all about. So I think. Um, that being able to examine this point in an emerging market, uh, kind of un better understanding what we can do to help enthusiasm at this juncture here, um, and then taking those those learnings and applying them elsewhere uh, is is a, a pretty fun uh, pretty fun job. Um, that's what we're yeah that's what we're looking to. Do. What we're hoping to do. So you excited to still be involved? Uh, of course, of <laughs> course. I mean, I uh, I remember uh, I started this job when I was like uh, like my early thirties, and uh, that was eighteen years ago. And um, you look, you're still looking pretty good. Uh, thank you, the thank case. you, yeah, thank you. It's uh, I guess being uh, re relaxed uh, helps with that. I guess. Uh, uh, it's it's a fun job. I'm 
whenever I get stressed, I always think, uh, in the end, you're you're just working with beer. So <laughs> relax and enjoy it. Um, so, but uh, when I was uh, like turned forty, uh, there was there was a certain contingent on the site was that was like. You're not cool anymore. <laughs> you're like you're like my dad's age. Like you're, you know, really? we need new blood on this site. We need like uh, yeah, it was. Uh, so yeah, I've I've kind of that really stung and and uh, so I. Um, so you got a skateboard and yeah. a chain wallet <laughs> and started. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so. Uh, Having a bunch of young people working on the site uh, is pretty cool. I uh, I'm loving that, energized by it, and uh, I don't know them like uh, like like checking in with me and being sure like uh, like um, uh, valuing what I have to say is feels pretty cool. Um, we mentioned at the start. Uh, you know, beer advocate and Untapped. Yeah, Untapped is dominant at the moment. Yeah, um, is it going to be hard to to then sort of re-energize or or get rate beer sort of back in the conversation? Oh, I think we're we've been in the conversation. I think we're just different things. Like uh, uh, Untapped tends to be really consumer focused in a way. Um, they've got a lot of data, a lot of members. That's great for them. Um, I uh, I do think, like in terms of authority, what we hear from untapped users is they like to check out rate beers ratings because they think they're more valid. Uh, they think they're more trustworthy, and so yeah, we definitely want to keep the math sharp so that uh, we retain that certain edge. We also want to be sure that we're at the same time that we're relying on our base of people with 50,000 reviews, people with a ton of experience who've been on the site for 20 years and, and are some of the best like beer critics on earth. We want to keep them, but we also want to educate this, these new folks and make them literate in beer. So just that character count, being sure that you're writing about beer, if your rating's going to count, that sets us apart. We're a little bit different that way we want to kind of uh um help people make decisions about beer and uh not uh yes collecting information about what people had is uh, is important to most people out there and we'll do that um uh, but your your rating won't count if you don't if you don't talk about the beer and i think that's it's a fair trade-off we definitely want to serve a lot of people and and uh and be sure that um, we act as a good service for people who want to know uh, uh, what they've had and what's good and what's bad, what they liked and what they didn't like, um, but also kind of retain that that um, that helpful service about like uh, what's what's really good out there and what's not. Very good. Any more questions? Joe? Really? Thanks for joining us. Yeah, I'm just kind of also conscious of time, uh, but no, it's been great. Uh, really, yeah. really lovely to meet you, and, and yeah, good luck. Likewise. Where does everyone find Rate Beer? What's that? Where does everyone access Rate Beer from? Apps? Oh yeah, from www.ratebeer.com or Beautiful. download the apps in the app stores. Uh, yeah, I guess we still have some up in uh, uh, some of these weird. 
I think you can get like a Windows app still, uh, uh, but by and large, everybody's like uh, Android and and in the Apple Store. So check your app store. I'll be check downloading it out. on my Zoom later on. Yeah, nice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out, and um, you know, it's it's interesting to see it play out in Australia as well. So uh, yeah. good luck for the future. And um, thank you. Yeah, uh, really nice meeting you. And thanks a lot for your time, guys. Yeah.